Creating a compassionate workplace starts from the top. In this B-side episode, Vidya Srinivasan, Vice President for Procter & Gamble's Manila Global Business Services and Global External Reporting, explains how the multinational corporation embraces diversity and inclusion. She talks to Business World reporter Patricia B. Mirasol about affinity networks, which connect employees based on similar interests or diversity aspects. PNG has a Gable Network, that's G-A-B-L-E, which stands for Gay, Ally, Bisexual, Lesbian, and Transgender Employees, and this group is dedicated to fostering an inclusive and supportive network. PNG also has a Share the Care policy, wherein all new parents are entitled to a minimum of eight weeks of fully paid leave. New moms and dads also get to choose how to spend those eight weeks, whether in a single go or in several chunks. This is a huge step in places like the Philippines, where mandated paternal leave is just seven days. Let's listen to Ms. Srinivasan as she explains how compassion in the workplace can be measured and why acknowledging that biases exist is the first step in overcoming them. Good morning, Ms. Srinivasan. I'm Patricia Mirasol, and I'm a multimedia reporter for Business World. Today, we'll be talking about leading with compassion and biases in the workplace. Perhaps we could start by having you first introduce yourself and sharing a bit more about your professional background. Hi, Patricia. Really nice to be here. My pleasure. I'm Vidya Srinivasan. I uh, work in Procter & Gamble here in the uh, Philippines. And I have about 17 years of experience in PNG, working in both North America in the United States and also in Panama for Latin America business. I am from finance and accounting. I grew up in finance, spanning across several business unit organizations market operations and also trade finance. So how long have you been here in PNG, Philippines? Landed on January 1st, I started this assignment, leading the Manila Service Center, which is one of the two big service centers. And I also lead the global external reporting, which is where we interact with all the governments and tax authorities across the globe. So how are you finding the Philippines so far? I'm excited. You know, I grew up in India, so it's close to home. It's also nice to be back home and coming into the Asia region. So let's talk more about your career trajectory. You mentioned that your success is also partly due to your mentors. And that sounds like an interesting story right there because successful individuals are a result of their environment, the opportunities presented to them, and the people around them who give support. Talking more about your background, could you please describe to us some of your mentors? Relationships matter a lot, and especially the relationship with mentors helps not only on the business side of things of how to tackle challenges, but they also become our personal mentors as well. You know, when I have any, even any hiccups, any challenges on my personal life, I go to them as well. What really makes my mentors stand out is manager by mentor, Laura Becker. She has paved the way for the women finance leaders in the company, actually, uh, to grow vertically, to grow faster. She has a knack to identify the talent, tap them, and then really see what roles can be set up as well. I was a newly promoted person in her team one time. This is several years ago and I was saying like I would like to do an assignment outside of Cincinnati and she gave me the opportunity did not even hesitate for a minute that I am a woman and I or I'm single like going to another region to Latin America to lead our uh, baby and some case finance business so I think it is the confidence they put in us and also having that open relationship meaning I can actually call any time of the day to pick her brain on any of the matters 
And then she becoming really an advocate for me. We call in PNG the sponsors. They play a crucial role when it comes to the career growth as well. It is really what are the roles that I like to do, what assignments I would like to next to do or five years from now. There is a careful, intentional thought process that goes into it and not just a random, someone is available, let's go look at it. So I think the planning behind the scenes also helps really bond that relationship. So it's not only the one-to-one connections, but also the advocacy, the credentialing she does on my behalf also helps a lot. And there are several mentors like that within PNG that provides that ease of uh, approachability much better for me to reach out to them anytime. Does PNG have an official mentorship program, like you mentioned, sponsors? Could you please share more about that? We have a mentorship program. It's from day one, coming out of college, you're assigned a mentor. And then over time, then you find people of similar interest, similar regions, similar languages, whatever that be that you find a commonality, you can find a mentor as well. And the mentorship exists all the way from the moment I joined. Probably our CEO also has a mentor. So it's really a lifelong journey in PNG. And then there is also mentorship within the affinity groups and networks that we have the equality inclusion group we have women's network we have parents at work so via that program also the mentorships actually either it is assigned or you can actually tap on someone's shoulder and say would you like to be my mentor so it goes both ways and that program you can call it formal in a way that it is very structured and it can also be informal mentoring network is also there especially you know after me being 17 years with the company The informal networking and informal mentorship also helps a lot. How many women executives does the company have? I mean, in PNG Philippines, about 53% of the workforce is female. We really have closed that gender ratio and brought a very healthy balance between women and men. And of the senior management, if you look at it, and this goes across all functions, this goes across finance, IT, PS, marketing, out of all that, about 54% of the senior management is females here. Generally speaking, how is PNG walking the talk when it comes to leading with compassion? I mean, leading the compassion is a cornerstone for us. We are one of the largest multinational companies, right? But we recognize that we are in a position to lead change, really put equality and inclusion upfront in the center stage of it and really set higher standards for the industry itself and constantly challenge the norms that we have seen before and we are also seeing some of it today. One example I could give you in more recent situation is we lived in the pandemic for the two years and people are returning to the office now. How do we shift to this endemic world? So this one size fits all does not really work, right? We are all have different unique needs. How to bring it together, we accomplished through uh, the situational mentoring session. Another example is the Gable Affinity Network. We believe that having to have this accepting environment across the company is really being that inclusive. Everyone needs to be part of the solution. And how does everyone become active participant of it? Becoming an ally. Ally is vital in making this happen as managers or as mentors are allies are equally important for this to really embrace the change and make it happen. And I think the first step in every one of the biases is about awareness. So what this really tends to happen is it makes people aware of it, right? Before jumping into action, take the first step and then jump into action, provide the commitment to it. And I think what really helps in PNG is the support from leadership. 
right they support the gable events in the pride events the celebrations that actually shows how far we have come on cbni journey and it is really a journey it doesn't happen overnight but constantly putting in front of us and making that happen i think that is how we really bring not just the words but the talk the action to go along with it as well so that that opportunity between the men and women really closes over time with the intentional action on an everyday png offers a very generous paternity leave for new fathers I wonder how many fathers actually avail of those leaves. It is kind of inherent in our biases that women are the sole caregivers. But we are in the 21st century and to make all changes come through PNG really started as the leading pioneer of this share the care program of the paternal and the maternal leaves. So that flexibility empowers them to be in the driver seat of how do they want to really drive the balance they want both between the work life and the personal life talking about flexibility what was work setup like prior to the pandemic and during this pandemic employees are really the foundation and the cornerstone and the policies the programs the practices all of it is really putting them in the center and of course flexible work schedule is one of those programs that brings it to life we have been practicing flexible work schedules even way back in 2000s even before it became a cool trend actually during this pandemic we launched a policy that said employees can get 5 days of flexible leaves why it is flexible because they can avail it in addition to their standard vacation days or standard sick leaves and they you can use it for a memorable moments any milestones you know such as weddings or graduations or birthdays celebrate the time with their loved ones and it can also be used for emergency especially during the pandemic it can also be used for the emergency so that gives them really the utmost flexibility of when do they want to use it so i think that flexibility gives them you know the decision it is in their decision rights of when to really make the most advantage of it what's a work setup going to be like in the post pandemic world will it still be hybrid we want to get the best of both worlds right the last two years has really taught us how to really adapt to any challenges coming in front of us and we have actually learned how to balance uh, the two work and the personal life and the benefits that we can bring from the productivity the focused way of how do we do business along with coming back to the office and the office environment provides you that team that collaboration that innovation the camaraderie between the teams right we really see ourselves as a community we don't really look at as teams in silos of 5 or 10 people it's really all the 1500 coming together so that is why we really championing the work from home and the work from office kind of the hybrid model setup and giving flexibility also in which days do you want to be in the office and being with your natural teams you know the young people the young generation learning from the experienced people and also the experienced people learning from the young generation as well it goes both ways right that's why it's really a community and we are really looking forward to how to make advantage of it and of course the office is also being designed in a way to actually embrace this hybrid setup what would make compassion in the workplace a measurable quantity instead of a nice to have virtue this is my favorite one maybe it's my from my uh, finance background that it has to be measured it has to be tangible right where you can touch and feel what it is like you said we can spend lots of money and time in training and going to some series and forum but we want to walk the talk it 
how do you put it into practice i think that is where it really becomes meaningful for us in png we conduct an annual survey and this survey goes to all the employees of png and it gives us a sense a pulse into how people are feeling and what is the feedback from them that helps us actually understand the theme the pattern that we actually have to put some action plan against it i'm happy to say actually with all the actions or activities we have done in the past years here in philippines we actually have increased the survey score because it's a resulting a measure out of it it has inched up a few points year over year that actually shows we are in the right direction we are tackling the right problems and it also the feedback shows us what are the one or two efforts that we want to amplify so it gives us take a measure to define what is the action plan for the next year to come i think because of this we also have seen the balanced gender ratio actually happening and i would say the i think making it measure and giving a target to each one of our senior leaders really is where the walk the talk started and i think that walking has helped us in really closing the gap and really getting a healthy women leaders like in our it senior leaders here it is all women team right now and i think those leadership levels drives the action and not just talk they don't sit on the sidelines they really jump into action and we celebrate these actions as well it is a recognized company why how actions are we share and reapply all of them so yes i really love it is measured it brings meaningful action plan so png has a lot of wellness measures and employee engagement programs but i'm thinking about those companies that don't have a lot of capital like i said it is a journey right it does not happen overnight how we actually look at it is the tone comes from the top i think as soon as the leadership sets the tone starts embracing that a change is needed then you can easily see cascading down that really helps us tremendously actually to push the programs even that does not require a lot of capital you will see our the example that i mentioned the situational mentoring session it really does not have any capital budgets behind it it is actually for the people by the people the leaders actually come together saying how can we help them and it is ingrained in every one of us so i think the tone from the top and the culture helps tremendously actually in the case of like where you don't have big budget use the manpower that we have it will go a long way because people appreciate actually that the one that i am working with is the one will know me better and will know the situation that i am in and are willing to give a helping hand how do you practice empathy every day as a business leader i have been with png for 17 years and it is the relationships that i have built and the people who have really helped me grow all along the way people is our biggest asset and i have seen it personally how people have helped me and it's time for me to give back every leader is actively involved in the network activity senior leaders still go to the recruiting events someone helped me now it's my turn to give back it's really it's as simple as that i know it it sounds very simple but i think when you practice that every day it makes it perfect and i see that around me and it's kind of that multiplier effect you help forward and then i help one person and they help five and they help five and you can see how it multiplies and really that an organization that becomes rich and embedded in the culture are there any workplace biases that png is still working to overcome look i honestly i would like a time when you and i don't need to 
have a dialogue like this. Is it already here? No. Will we get there? It will take time. We are rooted in bias. We are rooted in unconscious bias, right? This judgments and these behaviors have been here for a long time. One day we will get there. That is my hope. I am hopeful about that. How do we go about it is really the pattern, right? What is a pattern? You do that repeatedly and becomes a behavior. So we need to disrupt it. So that is really where our action plans come into play, identifying these patterns and disrupting it, right? We found that women in STEM has been a low number for us. Then we put the recruiting action plan saying, we are going to intentionally recruit more women in STEM who is available. We started partnering with academias, right? Started partnering with the university saying, how can we introduce these programs? So it starts even before they walk into PNG. And then once you come into PNG via the women's network, via any of the affinity group mentoring sessions, actually then they find people of their same compassion that actually they can see that eye to eye, which actually helps overcome the bias. There is still unconscious bias. I mean, I'll be the first one to say it's not completely eliminated. Like I said, I am really hopeful that one day we will get there. And that is why all our policies, programs, practices, and it's a combination of all of them, right? Policy without the practice, not helpful. Program without a policy, not helpful. But when all three policies, the programs, the practices, when it comes in a unison, that and factor, I think that is what will help us really get out of it and we drive it every single day. The company includes men in the conversation when it comes to workplace biases. So how is that? How are the men in PNG responding to such conversations? No, men are still our half of our workforce and uh, probably decades that much, much higher. So we have to have them in the conversation and they have to be part of this journey because you can't have a journey with only half the people. We need the entire workforce to be there. I think it started about five years ago. The program, you may have heard of it, the MARC program, the Men Advocating for Real Changes. Torn from the top again here, helped you to create a momentum where the participation and the adoption of the program actually reached all the regions of PNG. So this was not just only in the headquarters, right? It went out to every single organization that we worked and it started with workshop session. Then it turned into dialogues and then it turned into action plans. These sessions are attended by both men and women. So it is not for men exclusively because for them to hear the other points of view is also very helpful. Among many sessions, one of them was men as allies. Like every program, we need an ally as well. And it is a dialogue where men, women, everyone participates and they ask the bold questions and engage in conversations really to understand what is that gender-based challenge? What is really the barriers that women see? There are many aha moments for them saying, okay, these are the challenges and seeing it from a different set of eyes actually gives them a perspective for them to see, like even, even as simple as defining terms like mansplaining, right? Like even there are several definitions for that and to see what that means from different points of view actually was really good. I think as a result, where we are today after this five-ish years of journey is, it is a heightened awareness of the biases. Do the bias exist? Yes. Is there a heightened awareness? Yes. I think acknowledgement is the first one. And once you acknowledge, then it is easy to see what needs to be done. And you asked about how men acted or reacted to this change. They were, like any program, they were early adopters and they became the ambassadors of the change. So when you see men in senior leadership, 
really advocating for that change very openly in public forums then there is a rallying cry for it and then you see more people actually become ambassadors as well they are the change agents i call them the change agents because they are helping that change that pattern which will return into a behavior and as soon as we understand some patterns have changed it has resulted in really great behaviors otherwise we wouldn't be closing the gender gap to a balanced ratio today can you please share with us how are you able to balance work from your other passions your other activities we all have many passions right outside of work but png we respect everyone's uniqueness we are not all wired the same way so rooted in that culture it is constantly encouraged to set the boundary set the parameters of how i want to operate and we communicate that boundaries to our teams to our managers so everyone is aware of what those boundaries are let me give you an example of my own personal experience you know i don't mind working long days as long as i have that one or two hours of a break time where i get time to exercise or just to relax do nothing i mean i really like doing nothing and that gives me the time to really think about it and saying okay this is my next thing that i am going to do and i'm getting ready for it i block this time on my calendar it's an intentional block on my calendar and i have only one calendar both personal and work calendar all blended together uh, so people know i okay today for example 4 to 5 i am not going to work it's blocked on my calendar i don't get meeting invites it's my time and i can do whatever i want i can just go for a walk or just watch something or read news whatever it's really my time another one is also i take my vacations very religiously png has good vacation policy so take fulling advantage of it it's my recharge time but i am i am not one of the people who actually disconnect completely i still stay connected because i don't ba- don't want to come back to office with a pile of emails after a week's time sitting wait, waiting for me to come so i check in but then i'm also blessed to say i can turn off right after reading an email or taking a call for 5 minutes and i go back into a vacation mode and i tell people about that as well so they don't feel bad that they have to call me for an urgent thing and also i tell them they don't have to follow the same thing as i do so if you are a person who wants to disconnect completely and want to come back only after 5 days and then see what is happening that is also absolutely fine so it's a two way street on the communication we ask people what works for you what matters most for you put that into action let the people surrounding you your managers know so there is no misunderstanding of that one i think with that encouragement to be really yourself bring your whole authentic self to work i think then it becomes an easier process to manage between my work and uh, personal life. Well, you mentioned that you moved to the Philippines only this January, but in the past you also worked in Latin America. How's the company culture there versus the company culture here? In any part of the world that you go into a PNG office, it is the same. It does not matter whether we speak different languages, we are in different countries, we are in a cold weather, hot weather place, it does not matter. Without any differences, the culture and the toolkits the programs that help us really maintain that uniformity everywhere however there is some uniqueness that also comes into play the uniqueness depends on the region or the countries that we operate in when i worked in latin american countries in panama the culture is somewhat similar to asia as well we have the exact same action plan for women's uh, network like the gender ratio how do we bring it to a more balanced 50 50 the 
action plan how do we go about it how can we have more women in stem how can we have more women in it how can we have more women in finance the programs will sound similar how do we go to the universities could be different but the underlying element underlying principles are really the same part of it and then if you go into a us for example there the affinity groups play a big part more than the women's network there are many other affinity groups as well so in addition we have asian american net network groups we can african american network groups so there are several network groups as well the commonality across the company but there is also the uniqueness that we actually think about within the countries you know we have multiple offices what is really needed for that office and we cater to that specifically Thank you very much Miss Vidya that's all the questions I have Thank you Patricia really thank you so much for having me And that concludes another episode of B-side Once again you heard Vidya Srinivasan Vice President for Procter and Gamble's Manila Global Business Services and Global External Reporting speaking with Business World reporter Patricia B Marisol A few takeaways from the conversation The tone from the top decides how compassionate a workplace is. Leaders shape culture. They're the ones in the position to shape policies and programs. At P&G, work-life balance is a priority, and the company knows that a one-size-fits-all approach won't solve anything. That's why they have situational mentoring sessions. Even small companies can do this. You don't need a lot of capital. What you do need is a sympathetic ear and a genuine desire to help. This B-side episode was recorded remotely in March 2022. It was produced by Earl R. Lagundino and me, Sam El Marcelo. Thanks for listening.